Welcome to episode 256 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Hey guys, welcome along to episode 256 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good, I'm fresh. I've done a wind trainer in the morning. Oh, okay. I might borrow your wind trainer. Can I borrow your wind trainer today? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I threw mine away. That was good thinking of Well, you. I kind of thought I'd never use it. <laughs> but the problem is, I went for a run yesterday and I pulled my calf. So, I'm, um, I can't run. Oh dear. Yeah, poor me. So I thought, well, I'll go for a bike ride today and it was pouring with rain. It's supposed to clear up. Is it? Mm, what time? Cold afternoon. Okay, well, you might get a call from me. Okay. I am Talk is proudly brought to you by CoffeeSafari.com for the world's most beautifully textured coffee, Athlinks.com for the world's most beautifully textured people, and Extreme Endurance for the world's most beautifully textured Packaging. supplement. Yes. Oh, okay, there you go. Packaging. Okay, then on this week's show, we've got some news. We've got, well, we may have an interview. We've kind of got two interviews, haven't we? Yes. Potentially. So we're supposed to be talking with uh, the race director of Challenge Cape Town, which is a newly launched event. We haven't managed to get hold of him yet, so that may be in there. And we've also got, I did a quick interview with a guy called Liam Freire. I hope I pronounced that surname right. I asked him in the, in the interview if that was right. Uh, and he was, I'll tell you his story later on, but basically a guy from going from being a very big guy to completing Iron Man. An inspirational character, John. That's, that's right. what he is. Okay, and news, John. I'm actually going to start the news with something else. Because we're, we're pretty low on news, aren't we? We are. I always know we're low on news when John has last year's results up there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we're busy, we never look at last year's results. Dis- discuss the fields. Yeah, <laughs> look yes. away from What's your year. news this week then? Well, I was just talking to Joe last night, and we are talking about she managed to see the Ironman New Zealand coverage. Oh, it's on tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. Oh, and she, 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 what I love about it is she always thinks I'm impressive. Yeah. When she sees it, she goes, oh, you were so impressive, babe. I go, yeah. yeah. I just tried hard, you know. <laughs> I just tried to be the best version of myself. But anyway, she goes, I've got one comment for Ironman triathletes. That, and she goes to me, that Toronto Lorenzo wearing grey leotards wasn't a good move because oh. his penis was moving around. <laughs> so, oh, really? <laughs> so, so, so I'm just thinking that she said Cameron Brown had good pants because there was no yes, movement yes. in that area. I probably shouldn't yes. have said penis before, really, should I? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Sorry. E- edit that out for the Americans. Okay, sorry, Americans. <laughs> so, so Toronto Lorenzo. Toronto Lorenzo. <laughs> Maybe you don't wear grey leotards anymore. But he's going to win Kona this year. He's going to be in Kona. He's going to win Kona. He's going to win it. Mm. Don't wear grey in Kona. Sorry, don't wear grey in Kona. She also advised never wear white. Have you mm. ever worn white? I've worn white top, not white pants. I would never wear white pants. I've worn white pants. I've worn white tops and white pants. What's the guy's name again? Toronto Bizarre. Toronto Lorenzo. Yeah, he wears a bit of white as well. Yeah, so he could pull it off. Mm. I'm not going to talk about packages right now, but just saying. That was, that was a, a non-iron person's view. It was a cold day up in town, <laughs> Obviously, it can't be too bad because you saw some movement. Yes. So, anyway, Toronto, Lorenzo, you're doing a great job. I am South Africa is happening this weekend, John. What's what's the story of it? So it's got. Let's uh, look at last year's results. Let's look at last year's results. <laughs> Reynard Tissink took it out. Matthias Hecht. Now, Matthias Hecht actually raced in the Malulaba Elite Under 23 or Elite sort of Cup race in Olympic distance race in Malulaba a couple of weeks ago. Elite Cup, what's that? So that's like uh, it was sort of the, age group. the level below the World Cup race, which is what the Under 23 athletes race that I coached. How'd he go? I got smoked. But oh. um, good on him for trying. <laughs> Daniel Fontana was third, Jason Short is fourth, and Stephen Bayless fifth. Well, it was pretty close racing. You know, if you look at the top 
five there. There's only like 17 minutes between them, which yeah. in Iron Man, that's kind of pretty close. And Rain Artistic went on to have a, a really good year, really good Kona as well. So that was Guys So Thanks. Can we see the chicks? Uh, if you go, if you feel okay. okay. for girls. And the big talking point this year will be not probably potentially last year's winner, which was Sonia Tussing. Sure, Caroline Stephen finished second there, and then also we not to have a very good year. Mm. Tina Dick is in third, nine twenty nine. But this year on the girls' side, I think Chrissy Wellington is going to be racing. She's and turning up. So my prediction is she's going to win it. Yes, I'm just just, just I'm taking a risk. Sometimes you got to live on the edge. But it's not a. It's you know she's got a couple of challenges there. She probably okay, won't. So be, let's have a look at the profile, John. She probably won't be first. Um, Don't talk out girls of water. first. We'll yeah, talk, talk girls, girls. first. Oh, Natasha Batman. Natasha Batman's racing, and Belinda Granger, and also the Joycey. So Joycey will probably have a good uh, a good lead out of the swim you would expect. And yeah, you know, she's no slug on the bike. I mean, she's had what a fifth and a sixth or whatever mm. in Kona, so she should be. She'd hold Chrissy off for a while, but then you would think she'll come through. So I think it'll, it'll be a good race a second. Um, I'm, I've got my money on Joycey, but also Belinda Granger will be there. Um, Martina Dog, Dog, Eva Dollinger, um, Badman. Well, she, I don't know. She potentially isn't, but she hasn't done anything for no, three years. No, about three or four years, isn't it? Yeah. Since she's had a real good result. So potentially, but I can't see her being Chrissy. But she could def- definitely give those other girls a bit of a bit of a hurry up. So not a bad little field. I wonder what she thinks when she's seeing Chrissy out there. I wonder if she thinks that she could have beaten her in a day. No, because she was just so bad at swimming. swimming yeah. She yeah. would, she, I haven't looked at times, but she would easily match, maybe not easily, but she would probably match Chrissy on the bike. She was just so awesome on the bike. And um, she was a pretty good runner too, wasn't she? She was a good runner, yeah. probably not quite she passed quite you, as good. Yeah, we, we started the run together. Yeah, did she beat you? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you got checked, mate. I did. I, I got multiple checks that day in Kona. Uh, so... Bike, yes, she could have matched her. I think run wouldn't have lost massive amounts of time. Swim, yeah, she'll be she'll be losing ten minutes to Chrissy in the swim. Okay, guys, side of things: Rokabiki, Luke Bell, Marino Van Honecker. He's down there, see. number thirty-one. So I don't know why it's not sort of seeded. I don't think um, the Tobinator. Tobinator's there. <laughs> You've also got um, Michael, Michael Golner, Tom Lowe, Chrissy's partner, who obviously finished second or third. Did you say Rana Tissing? Uh, Rana Tissing, defending champ, number twenty-eight. Marina Van Helnicke and uh, the glove man's there as well oh, big, it's, a big pretty, it's a good field it's a good field and there, I think the reason is a lot of those guys how come are, I know that name Uwe Winman um, he is a listener of the show I think okay and emailed us a few times I think. okay go, go um, I think it's a reason one of the reasons might be why it's a good field is a lot of people go down there and train and they use it as their sort of end of end of off season Ironman um, and a lot of these guys have just got to tick the box to get their Ironman for the year I think as Chris, if Chrissy's doing wrote um she'll obviously have this race and she'll also have arizona under her belt which you would think plus a 70.3 or two she'll oh, she have enough points so yeah so she's just got to accrue a few points so important for her to get out there and but if you win another, yeah it's, 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 it's very complicated isn't it yeah um okay so good old thorsten he's come through with his predictions john click on that link there I'll click on so thorsten is a guy who's who's basically done a statistical analysis of all ironman times <clears throat> given courses different ratings as to how hard they are how hard the field are yeah. exactly so this is statistically speaking who how it sh- how it should pan out based on history and um i think a lot of it looks pretty good he's got marino van honecker expected finish time of 8:17. tom low he's only got one ironman under his belt uh and less, just over one minute back, Michael Golden. So why is he so high? Is he, is he a short course guy? Well, I guess he's only got one race to be rated off. Mm. So but Maybe when you do these thoughts, then maybe you want to think about you have to have done at least three races or something. 
yes. Well, I'm just trying to talk yeah. geeky. To, talking geeky, yeah. 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 Um, so Michael Golney's well-performed athlete. Eduardo Stirl is a good athlete. Rudka Biki, he's gotten fifth. So he's got um, 8.17 down in fifth place. He'd have Rudka Biki 10 minutes back. Reina Tissink, last year's winner, in 8.28. Um, I, I guess that where this potentially, I think he may not quite have it right, is in terms of he's got uh, James Kanana down in 11th place in 8.48. He's been on fire, you know, pushed Chris Gemmell pretty hard in 7.3 in Singapore, and a lot of the races he seems to be doing have been non-Ironman races, so yep. I think his time may be um, a little bit better. Um, it so is interesting, these prediction things, because, you know, Luke Bell, 12th. 12th. You know, like it's yeah. yeah. So I think those would be the two that I think would move up a little bit into say the top five and possibly uh, Reynard Tissing to finish a bit higher as well. Oh, he's predicted uh, Wellington at one, Badminton at two, and Joyce at three, and Granger at four. So I would say because again Natasha Badman has probably not finished that many Ironmans in the last few years. That is why she's got yep. a pretty good time there. So she expected time for Chrissy is eight forty. Wow. You scroll up, um, that will put her in ninth. ninth Place, oh, no, tenth, so place, tenth, tenth yeah. place. Yep. Again, think that's pretty accurate, and I think she probably would go something like eight forty if she's sort of pushing suck the pace. Being a guy being chipped by Chrissy, eh? the top I, guys. I think I'd be okay with it. You would be, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, because she's so good. Yeah, if, if you're having a bad, if you're having, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't like being checked. I don't but, actually mind, but but I think I'd be okay being checked by Chrissy. Yeah, because she's pretty 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 much a machine. Well, let's be honest, we both. So I be. think uh, that I think Badman probably won't finish in second. I think she'll scroll down a little bit, but I think the rest of the predictions are looking pretty good there, Thorsten. Okay, then uh, we had a, re- a race of seventy point three on last weekend. Again, we know it's a bad news week when we're doing seventy point three results. Good field though. Good, good field though. John Andy Potts took it out, and it was uh, he took it out on the run. So we talk up Andy Potts as a swimmer, as a swimmer, biker, very good seventy point three athlete. But when he's Outrunning Rasmus Henning, basically they ran, uh, ended up coming off the bike or joined together on the run, and uh, he basically put the surgeon right towards the end of the run and only won by you know 15, 20 seconds. And Michael Weiss had a great run. Yeah, he's he's an ex and professional mountain biker, so he was he was five minutes down on pots out of the swim, yeah. and three minutes down on the main pack. Yeah, mean bike. Look at that, two eleven, two eleven, and then ran a one thirteen. Wow. So very good. And then Ronnie Shieldnick fourth, Jordan Rat fifth. Great field, like Chris Lee. Rep stars doing good. Yeah, um, so very very good field. Well, Gordo Byrne, how did he go? Let's let's put Gordo, Gordo Byrne finished third in the forty to forty four age and group and forty fifth overall from endurancecorner.com. Endurance I've got to come out with a workout of the month. If anybody wants to make any suggestions, just put it on our Facebook page. I've got to get that going for the next one. Oh, okay, great. Ed McDevitt there, forty third. Who's Ed? He came on Epic Camp once, so he will be happy to beat Gordo by nice. by how much? About, about thirty seconds, twenty seconds, twenty seconds. Oh, Gordo, are you ripping his undies up? Yes, oh. so Gordo. Gordo's positive, but. So Gordo, Gordo was talking. Oh, Mark Petrofessor, the girly freight train. Oh, yeah, he was only two minutes down on Gordo. Oh, look at that. Albert Boys. Albinator got taken. Oh, down by Mark Petrofessor. By, by 20, 20 seconds. seconds. Oh, oh, the girly freight train. Racing. Oh, the boys are out, team. Yes. The boys are out. And in the girl, girl side of things. Well, oh, it's gone. It's gone. Who won? I, um, oh, that's right. Here we go. So Marinda Carfrey uh, was about five minutes down, uh, seven, five or seven minutes down at the end of the bike. The, the bike came through and uh, and ran run into first place with like a k or two to go. And she won by ten seconds, John. Yeah, from Heather Jackson, who's oh poor old Heather Jackson. She's going. I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. Yeah. She's miles back. Sorry, she's catching. It's all right. I'm going to still going to get there. Yeah. Just at the end, she pitched and sprinted to the finish line. Nice. Magalie Tessery in third. Yeah, the Wirtle Nater, and fourth we had her on the show a while ago, and Kelly Williamson 
set. Fifth. Again, good good field. You know, you got Lindsay Corbin and Desiree Ficker in eighth and tenth, and both of those girls have been on the um, the podium in Conus. So, good strong start to the US season. Okay, John. John's ITU update. What's happening, John? Big give weekend, me the big weekend coming up. I'm pretty excited, John. What's happening? It's going to be live this weekend on TV. What New Zealand? First round of the World Championship Series on Pink TV. It was on Sky Sports. The problem is, John. Yeah, my flatmate. Oh, I don't have a TV. Ah. At yeah, all. Have new, you have new TV in your new place? I think it will because Joe will want a TV. Yeah. yeah. Sky? No. Oh, come on, do it. <laughs> sport. It's fantastic. My tea box arrives today. <laughs> today. It's getting installed today. Okay, so what's the story? What's going to happen in Sydney? So, Sydney is the first round of the World Championship Series. The promo, I mean, that's the thing. ITU promo things well. You know, it's all over the websites and yep. stuff in terms of how it's going. They sort of do season, how the last season panned out. They do a really good job. They put video clips up on the side of how it all panned out. Last year, Bevan Doherty won the race, the men's race. He pulled away um, towards the end of the bike and got himself a nice little buffer of sort of 20, maybe 30 seconds. What, him with some other dudes? No, just solo breakaway. Really? Wow. And that allowed him to run that first K at an even pace to the rest of um, so they the rest up of to race. Him. Yeah, so they caught up to him but they had to do like a 2 minute 45, 2 minute 50 first K, whereas he was able to run, say, a 3.10. Which gave his legs a bit of recovery. Yeah, so, um, and he went on, like, they caught him up, he ran with them, and then he pulled away at the end for a fantastic... Um, Did he have a good year last year? No. <laughs> <laughs> started on fire. Yeah, a great race. It's my year, it's my year. No, he started on fire and then crumbled later in the season, so he just, like, right, just got over-trained, so... Oh, did he? Came in, came in an awesome form. So that was... That was uh, it's hard, but right. isn't it? Like this race here, <coughs> excuse me, this race here, you know, this is an important race, so you can come into this one pretty sharp, but if, then you're going to suffer later on in the year, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's about, uh, you, you can look at it two ways, you know, you make hay while the sun shines and you bloody yeah. crank it, prize money's fantastic, points are good, um, so yeah, the, the, this, the whole idea with this World Championship Series now is it's a series, it's like the Formula One yep. Grand Prix you got to do the, well the, the last thing. race is double points but it's important to be to be nice and consistent oh John oh, look I'm sorry I've got lots of things going on oh you turn your phone off okay. you put it on vibrate my phone's always on vibrate look. okay it's vibrates okay there we go who was it from it's a private call so private number uh, so. I'm going to miss a call from my mum but you didn't know because I had no, my phone right anyway did a bit of research. I just had a quick look at last year's results. So from this is how competitive it is now at um, the ITU standard. From first to twentieth, there's a minute forty, and that's um, crazy, isn't it? That is when yeah. we're saying before there was close. It was seventeen minutes between the top five. Mm. And so Macca is going to have to do. If, if, I don't even know if he's on the start list actually, but you know he, he'd been saying he was going to be getting a start. He is. You know those guys are running say thirty flat. I don't know. Maybe he can run thirty-two thirty. You know that's two minutes thirty. Behind, you know, he's going to be in thirtieth place if he has a good run. And how well does he have to do? Well, let's um, say he does have a good run. How well does he have to do to get up? Well, to, it's, to qualify, he's oh, he's he going to, to have to do heaps of other races. Like he'll do this race and he'll get some points, but that won't allow him to have enough points to go and do other. So can he scheme races. it? Based on doing lots of races, or does he have to do well at good races? We can scheme it to no, you can't scheme it. He has to, he has to go and do lots of races to get enough points to get starts in the main races. Oh. So he'll do this race, and then he'll have to have a bunch of second tier races that he can go and do, to get enough points to say get a start in other world championships races in the season. So. The question I have is, do you don't think you can pull off a, a thirty-one? 
in his past life when he was um, racing short course, yes. Um, currently, coming from Ironman side of things, it's hard not, to know not yet. Don't know what his not training's yet. Like. I think maybe later in the season, he's a potential of being a top twenty athlete. Um, but right now, when he's only you know he's only a short way into it, this weekend will be interesting to see, won't it? You know, because the one if thing we know about Mecca, he plays his cards close to his chest. So, you know, I know we look at his Ironman times and we go, well, it's maybe impossible, but. He's, he's the athlete who can, can pull magic out, so it will be interesting. One thing I do wonder is, you're saying ITU is doing great work with um, regards to getting the product out there and new mm-hmm. PR and all that kind of stuff. Are they making an impact in the US market? Is Iron Man still just the only thing they talk about in the States? Don't know. Mm. Don't know. Would be they, they get good coverage on all the uh, you know, Trithing magazine and things like that, mm. but I'd still say, you're right, they are still dominated by Iron Man's side of things because that's probably where the money is in terms of all the advertising and things like that I would guess yeah so in Europe it's great it's big um, but I think you're right in the States it's not so big and there's no races in the States either so that's enough. really not at all no world wow. championships races that, wow that's crazy isn't it um, there was one other thing I was going to say about ITU yeah I love the ITU it's awesome <laughs> live on TV on Sunday in New Zealand I might come around to your house can do a pop round I mean, what kind of chips do you like? That's the other thing. So I'm going to go. Kill, kill price. <laughs> That's right. We talked about that last uh, week. Do you like Sprite Zero? So Mecca, no, don't give Zero anything. Mecca raced a half Ironman distance last weekend, so I think not ideal preparation. He did that Nevis one, uh, Star 111 and won that. Uh, 339, beating Olivia Marceau. Why didn't he have any results? It's not ITU. <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at last year's results. <laughs> okay. Um, John, we had an auction. And it was an amazing auction, John. It wasn't just a small mm-hmm. raise $200 and get it from your mum kind of auction. Yeah. You know, because you know how sometimes you do that? Mm. You end up just asking all the friends to you know. They give you $200 mm. each, you know, 200 bucks. We raised over how much? Well, it'd be over, uh, it's about 16000 US, I think. Which like equals? That, which is, it's, uh, it's about $21,000 New Zealand. We have got a lot of fees to come out of that <clears throat> in terms of success fees. And, uh, from eBay, from eBay, and then they, they then, then they nab you on uh, PayPal as well because they own PayPal. So yeah. you end up paying nine percent. I think oh no, it's, it ends. It's going to be about fifteen hundred US to two thousand US in fees. It doesn't but, matter, John, because the money you guys raised was absolutely phenomenal. And we thought instead, you know, we need to give love to the people who bought the gear. So obviously, got, thank you to everyone who gave us the gear, all the pros and the companies who gave us the product. But we're going to go through all the names of the people who gave us stuff. You do, I'll do one, you do one. Okay. Uh, Karen Sutherland. Uh, James Bell. Kevin Braun. John Miles. Ed Warford. Okay. Did you say that one, John? Crean Marger. Kevin Laws. Uh, Robert Wardman. Scott Benjamin. Bobby the Ballistic Hammer Bostic. Joan. Juan. Juan. Jimenez. 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 Juan Jimenez. Where do you get an H out of J? It's Spanish. Oh. oh. From that descent, okay. Brian Lamka, Peter O'Malley, and uh, what is he, Longshank or something like that? Okay, or great, something like that. His remember. golfing name I gave him, uh, Robert Wartman. No, he's on there twice. Nice work, Robert. Oh, uh, Yost, uh, Nigemen, Nigemen, yep. yep. James Bell also on there twice. Nice, nice. work. Jeans du Osl, Paul May, Rasmus Stevens, Svensson, that would be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Conway, Christopher Holbrook, Marcus. Kugum? Oh, Lee. Him done? Tedum. Tedum? 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, T Rex. T Rex, Andrew Kerr. Uh, Martha Hunt. Richard Mary. Mikhail Ekshin. Rob Green. Uh, how come I got all the hard ones? <laughs> <laughs> Elise 
Gouda, uh, Gouda, McKenzie. McKenzie. Todd Maddock. Stephen Chamberlain Ward. Oh, I've got that one now. Uh, Quirin Major. Major? Where'd you, where, there's well, a W A A. I don't know. W A A I J E R. Major. I don't know. Wager. 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 Yeah. You want to wager that one? Yes. Uh, Pedro Ark. And Stephen Wood. Nice. You guys are absolutely our favourite people this week. Yes. We love the rest of the listeners, but this week's your week. Yes. So thank you very much for bidding. We're going to have, uh, we probably will have a few more items coming up um, oh, over really? the, well, just, just. It's a never ending auction. That's what I wanted to do. I just want to be randomly, we'll come up with 20 years from now. And where they can just go into the pot and um, because people are asking, oh, I hope things are sort of starting to settle down and. Yeah, sort of, but uh, but this it's screwed down here, so no, it's it's really not very good at all. No, it's not happy times. So, um, okay, John. So, what are we doing with the money? You know, we've raised nearly twenty. Well, we've raised over twenty-one grand. I'm um, obviously a little bit of come off of fees, but from eBay and stuff. But it's a huge amount of money. What are we putting it towards? So, Sport Canterbury. That's where all the money's going. There, basically, a charitable trust that um, is designed to sort of. Facilitate sport in Canterbury, not sort of high performance sport, but getting people it's active. It's getting people active, getting the everyday Joe, getting them opportunity to exercise yeah. in environments that are successful. And so we put it into them and we've, we sort of earmark the money to go towards triathlon type projects. Um, so, and they've got to be sort of charitable projects, sort of get going things. And um, if there's any sort of rebuilding projects we can assist with, that's, that's sort of the idea. So, the first project that's happening is I'm putting on a event um, that's going to be launched in the next couple of days called the Rise Up Team Challenge, which is going to be like a, a team based um, duathlon event on a race car track where you sort of either race together as a team of three or you do a relay or you do one leg each. Really, the, the whole theme of it is going to be getting active, short distances just a fun festival type environment and just trying to get people off their butts and getting people more targeted, not at triathletes, but people that wouldn't normally Joe do Public. this, Joe Public, yep. um, to get them going. So and that's coming up in May. So next week we'll really be looking to you guys to help um, promote it. The website will be live in a couple of days. It's going to be riseupchallenge.co.nz um, and it's going to be on the 15th I, of I May. I think the one thing that you know, like I've been doing my quick workouts um, which is like team-based training outside and, and indoors a little bit on the wet mornings. But um, it, people are loving having a form of stress release that's healthy. Mm. Um, you know, because in Christchurch, for example, a lot of the gyms just you can't get to. Like no. the, both the gyms I work at, you can't get to. So there's a lot of, you know, people are stressed mm. and exercise is just one of those things that can, it's a great stress release and it's a lot more healthier than going to the pub and drinking with your mates or, you know, eating an excessive amount of food as a way to stress release. So it's things like this where you can get your mates involved and all that kind of stuff that helps to be re- people relieve a bit of that stress. So we're not going to rush in and just, just spend all the money straight away because we're in this for the the long haul. Yep. Um, you know, things are not going to be good here for a long, long time. So um, one thing I'd say though is, you know, a lot of people are suffering and work-wise, like Bevan hasn't got any work with his gym, like my wife her hours have been cut back it's a real flow on situation for a huge amount of people because if somebody's not working then they're not going to be passing on the work to somebody yep. else so if you do deal with people this is for New Zealand people in Christchurch that are operational use them because yeah. that really is the biggest thing you can do and that'll have a really good flow on effect for the rest of the economy down here mm. right um, and, but that's only a very small amount of money that's going to that isn't yeah, it yeah so we've just got to decide in terms of um, where the rest goes and um, if we're just going to be start looking you mentioned about bikes and stuff yeah, um, um, we may do that. We're going to be running a kids program in schools, um, getting kids active in secondary schools, um, and so that may be another thing we do is buy some bikes because then we can go to some of the 
the schools that's perhaps less advantaged where they may not have bikes so that may be something else we've just got to look into that so yeah so on the big scheme of thing that event takes a small portion of the money that's coming yep. through so we're just going to keep on getting stuff that's getting people active and helping to really stress at this tough time okay john so last week's discussion my goal was to beat ben see sure Oh yes, yeah. Because congratulations, um, mission accomplished. I think I did. I think 40, Forty-seven comments last night when I looked. Yeah, look at that, John. That's a lot of comments, and apparently even Mecca commented on it. I don't think on our thing. I think no, he, he commented elsewhere based uh, on okay, my yep. question. Yep. Okay. Of course, he <laughs> did. Someone would have said Bevan said, and he said, "Oh, in that case, I have to answer." <laughs> okay. So the discussion was: You're in Kona. You're a pretty good pro. Mm-hmm. You're in third place. You know that there's no way that one of the Ray Luke boys, let's say, what's what name on them. Michael. Michael's miles ahead. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you can catch him. But then the other Raylet boy, what's his name? Andreas. Andreas is in second place. Mm-hmm. And you're catching up and you're about to overtake him. Mm-hmm. He turns to you and he goes, look, mate, I'll give you 100,000 US if you let me take second because mm-hmm. we can get that million dollars. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Adelaide Simpson was first on. Kick his ass and beat him. Oh, James Thomas says, I'll take second. Thank you very much. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Sherbach Take the money and run slower. Oh. Well, Ned Phillips says, take the money, $100,000 US is huge money for a pro Ironman. You get 100000 and you own the Raylutes mentally. You know that you could have beaten one of them. They know that, but you let them get their million. They owe you, and I don't mean money, I mean mentally. Yeah, they owe you. Um, you can beat them next time, and there's no downside for anyone by giving them their million dollar and easing up into third scroll scroll got so many right Christopher Day look at the prize money in average WTC race 100k would be more than many pros make in a few years and if I was struggling pro I'd take the deal Ned's right you know you have them just make sure it's a, bl- a binding agreement not sure how you sign in the middle of a race well Peter uh, Sawi and Christopher Price are all about the money mate show me the money yeah um, Jamie Blagg I would say thank you very much and proceed to leave him in my wake Okay, what else have we got down here? We've got quite a few here, John. Um, John Ellis, good old John Ellis from Muscles Inc. Need a massage in Christchurch. Nice. I'd say, dude, you are being passed by a 42-year-old age grouper at Kona in a battle for second place. Mate, this is prices, and I'll make much more than $100,000 selling my story. So suck it up, buttercup. Nice. I like suck it up, buttercup. That's Uh, good. Scott McNabb is on his way to Kona this year. from Go, Scott. Pass him and go on the hunt for first anything can happen at Ironman especially in Kona until the first crosses the line the race is still on ok um, James the wise one Botel uh, how does that one Nita Dunker Nine Dunker Nine Dunker uh, I sound Asian when I say that didn't I <laughs> uh, because of my ok wait a second he's got nine, what does Nine Dunker mean Nine Dunker no thank you it's in German oh but this has to be the most unrealistic discussion one because of my abilities two because of Ray Lutz's genes three it is not likely for them to make that offer from what I know of them and no triathlete has $100,000 to give away but they would have a hundred, they yeah, have, they have a million dollars yeah, to give yeah, away okay. um, Steve Bamber I would just glide past and say thank you but no thanks let's face it you're going to make more than 100k in endorsements I guess think of the fun on the stage I disagree with that you're not going to make $100,000 of endorsements I for second place so. no, no. Uh, Ned Phillips saying this is what Mecca wrote Mecca wrote uh, ask for 100, 500k's they get nothing if I beat them 500 or roll the dice boys there's the call so. nice and Christine McKinlay take the money not with some negotiating pose a date with Michael and um, personalised coaching and accept third I would likely be a struggling pro with the pittance of earnings from Ironman races could then use the money towards taking it to the next level i.e. first the following year I said the last name Shelley Head 
Sally. Sally Hitt. He's Rasmus Svensson. He won one of the uh, auctions there. Nice. Good work. Okay. Uh, easily ask for 300k. Reach your hamstring like it's cramping and let the Ray Lurk go. Cash 300k. Sign a contract with Zoot to go to Ironman Germany 2012 and kick both of them and cash in a lot more than you beat the Ray Lurks with your special Zoot $1 million deal. So Bevan, what would you do? That's a really hard question. Isn't I, it? I think the first thing we've got to we've got to we've got to parameters. S- parameters. You're not going to win. No, you can't win. There's no way. You, they, they, That's uh, the rule of the game. Twenty minutes up the road. Yeah, rule know, of the game. And they're looking win. strong. You're so, they're running back down the Java field. And yes, Paul Newby phase a collapse once, but you're it's, not you're not going to no, win. In this situation, you're not going to win. And we've got to say it's a binding contract. So you know, if you're running along and you agree, you say you obviously can't sit there and sign it. But yeah, you say, but they're going to come through. Yeah, they're going to come through. They're going to come through. Someone and, did say that's not going to happen because apparently this is who said it. Apparently, they have to cross the line together to get the million. Oh, really? Okay, maybe. Well, let's just let's just yeah. And this hypothetical. Someone. And the, the third the third point is we've got to say it's not illegal because <laughs> that would. If is it illegal? Well, there may be something in there. I mean, you can't really prove it, but I get you can't. If you had a conversation out there and it got caught on tape, it probably would be illegal. So I would Joshua Kramer saying the deal with the Raylitz payout is that those guys are planning to meet up somewhere in the run course and then run stride to stride for the rest of the marathon and then cross the line together. So it's a fun question, but there's basically no chance of it happening. Well, we're going to well, So it. it's a stupid situation because they're not going to do that. Well, they might do. If they're in first and second, they might just um, yeah, ease up and roll it. Oh, no, but this, that's, okay. this, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, Bevan, so you're not, you're not going to go to jail because it's not illegal. No, it's um, not illegal. You're going to get paid out. And you're not going to get first. And listen, I'm going to put another parameter on here. <laughs> I'm a poor athlete. Well, yeah, no, you're 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 you're, you're late in your career. Um, no, 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 no. Let's, okay. let's, let's just say yes, any time in your career. Okay. Because you're you're easing it towards me having <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> I don't think I'd have a problem doing it. No. I don't think I would. You know, because for me, um, seconds in Kona is. You know, like second, third, same thing. You know, what I mean, like you look at Cameron Brown over the years. He's had a second. He's a couple of thirds, isn't he? I wouldn't. I, if you, if we went back a couple of years, I can probably name the last couple of years top three. But beyond that, I, if I really struggled, I'd probably be able to do it. But a lot of people wouldn't even know Cameron Brown's been on the podium. Yeah, in they wouldn't know that who got third in two thousand and five. You know, Rudger Beeky's been on the podium lots of times. But whether he got second or third, I couldn't tell you. And 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 to me, you don't generate money by getting third in Kona. You might you know, you might get a little bit more from your sponsors and that can help with exposure and stuff like that. And if you're someone like Mecca who knows how to play the game, but really Mecca only really got more PR when he started winning Kona. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and it's like like I remember when Melina said that about Greg Bennett, that Greg Bennett, because Greg Bennett doesn't really value the Iron Man and and what Melina said was that what Greg Bennett doesn't recognise is that the value that gives you long term by winning Ironman, mm-hmm. you know, it does give you a lot of coaching. And yeah, yeah like and it opens up plenty of doors that you may have not had if you'd never won Ironman. Mm-hmm. And so for the win, mate, there's no one on the earth that I would ever give up for any amount of money to win Kona. That'd be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I'd be really proud to get second. But if, if I'm a pro athlete, and let's be honest, I'm not making any money. Like, you've got to think about this. I don't think people understand how little money pro athletes make. You think somebody who wins an Ironman, say they win an Ironman, they get, that's 8,500 US. You go, go get, say, a third of another Ironman, say you get another 5,000 US, still a couple of 7.3s. Maybe you get 20,000 US in, in yeah. prize money in the year. Yes, you get endorsements and stuff, but you're not making lots of money. No. And that's for a guy who's winning Ironman. And that's not including your costs. Yeah. You know, you still got to get travel, you still got to find places to stay, there's still, you know, got to feed yourself and all the rest of it. So, like, there's probably a handful of athletes who are making over 100 grand a year. Mm. You know, it's, and it's probably a couple who are making close to 200, you know, yep. maybe 300,000. Yep. So, you know, but realistically, for most of those guys, 
hundred thousand bucks is a lot of money. It's huge money. You know, so I, I don't have a problem with saying yes in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to see how I felt at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to sit on, you know, sit on this studio and say yes, I'd do yeah. it, but it, you know, maybe I would struggle with it. Oh, I, I would do it, but I would negotiate for more money um, than a hundred grand. I mean, as Mac has pointed out, you know, it's they get nothing if, it, if they don't pull it off. So you know, I'd be negotiating pretty hard to get. At least say three hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm much the same as you. But you don't make money out of there. It's yes. I guess one thing you would have to factor in is um, the longer term effects on your people marketability. Knowing. You yeah. know, um, because if people knew that you, would but you wouldn't that, tell anyone, would you? I know, but but say it did come out, then people would probably look at you in a different way. Um, so you have to factor that in. So there are other. But it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. Here's here's the discussion around this: is that is a pro's job to make money, or is a pro's job to do the best result? Well, I think it's to be a, you're a professional athlete, and by that definition, you're trying to. It's a business. It's, yeah, it's, but it's that's a tough one, decision. isn't it? Because yeah. really, in theory, says that if you get best results, you get more money. But mm. this situation throws it on its head because it's saying you get more money by not getting the better result. Mm-hmm. So it really creates a dilemma because we are actually trying to do both, aren't you? Mm. As a pro athlete, you're trying to do as best as you can as an athlete and to make a living alongside that. Yeah. And I think if you look at someone, I can remember someone was commenting a while ago about Alexander, how he's actually trying to cash in in these last few years yeah. um, because he obviously recognised there's not much more time for him in the sport and he's got a name that can make a lot of money. So yeah. he's now making choices. Now, this is, this is here, so I don't know if this is exactly what Alexander is doing, but this is what we heard. So if someone like him in his situation... He will be making decisions that are more around money. I'm sure he's still trying to win. So is Mac. I mean, Mac is doing the the one two ones. He's doing the challenge races. Um, he, he's doing a whole variety of things. And yes, he's still got wants to perform. But I suppose the question is, do you frown upon someone like? Let's say I did it. Would you frown upon me? I personally, I wouldn't. Okay. But I could imagine a lot of people would. It would be a lot of people <laughs> yeah. around it, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It's a very good discussion. Okay, John. Well, I had a brilliant idea. This is two weeks in a row of brilliant ideas for me. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. You, you even rang me up with your brilliant idea. I was like, oh, okay. I was pretty proud of it. Yeah. I was pretty proud. Of it. I was like, because okay. next week is the fifth anniversary of I Am Talk. Happy birthday so, to yeah, us. Well, no, next week. Okay. Don't, don't get excited. Okay, okay, I know okay. it's exciting. I know it is exciting. Slash I Am Man Talk. Yes. You know, and yes. I'm not doing press ups because no. five years ago, around five years ago, we started this show. Now it was actually, I think it was the ninth. Or was it ninth next week? It was the ninth of April, two thousand six. Yes, yes. Our mess is pretty sharp. Yes. 2006, we started I Am Talk. And every year we've kind of done, you know, our year anniversary where we basically tell the same story about how it all started. And so we thought, well, what can we, well, I thought. No, not what you thought. <laughs> I thought, well, what can I do to make it a bit more, something different around our fifth anniversary? Because fifth's pretty significant. Yes. Yeah. We probably won't do something until 10. You know the good thing about this? <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had the camera on then. Um, every time we have an anniversary, that's obviously I got married. Oh. Married in 2006, so I guess we just had our fifth anniversary. Oh, so did you just? Did no, you forget was, it? No, that was in February. You forgot, I mean, didn't I you? you? Did, I, I, did you really? I, I remember. Are you lying to us? No, no I'm not. You look like you're lying. No, I was just thinking, crap, if we had that or not? Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> well, so what we thought we'd do this week. Is that we've got we've got in contact with good old Tom from Marathon Talk. Now mm-hmm. I know a few of you guys listen to Marathon Talk. It's a podcast similar to this one. Tom and another guy, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, they do a show, and um, I just can't remember, I can't remember his name. You anyway, know, um, Tom is one of the presenters. On, no, it's not. I've just, <laughs> just put it out there. Um, anyway, um, Tom and 
this other guy <laughs> by the name not, of... He's not going to want to do this anymore. <laughs> no, you because know, it's only Tom who's helping. About us, here we go. Ed, Tom, Martin. Martin yelling, that's right. Yes. Yes, that's terrible. Sorry, boys. But Tom, and my, I deal with Tom a lot. I haven't dealt with Martin at all, to be honest, right. so fairness. And I do listen to their show occasionally. So they do a great podcast called Marathon Talk and um, really successful. And so I, I emailed Tom and I said, why don't you interview John and I mm-hmm. for our fifth anniversary? Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is Tom's going to hook up with us next week and we're going to do an interview about I Am Talk, mm-hmm. about John and I. But the, the, the cool part about it is, well, yes. this no. is where I took it to the next level, yeah. is that you guys are going to come up with a list of questions. So this week's discussion is, what questions do you want John and Bevan to answer on our fifth anniversary show? Okay. Now, what we're going to do is you guys are going to put the questions up, and then we're going to leave it to Tom to decide what questions he puts to us. No silliness, please. Well, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can do... I'm pretty honest. John's... John... You're pretty honest, too, actually. Pretty honest. So... So this week's discussion is go on to I Am Talk, click on the Facebook link, put any question that you want Tom to ask us for our fifth anniversary show, and then next week when Tom does the interview with us, he can choose whatever he wants. So he, it's, it's up to him. He's the editor. Mm-hmm. He's the, the presenter of our show next week for the interview yeah. section. And they've got an interview with Jeff Galloway on they get the some current great show. Actually. Jeff Galloway was actually the guy who I think sort of really started the whole run walk um, thing many many years ago. So um, they've got some great interviews. They do get some. I've got re- to fix my iPod so I can start downloading. I've got complications with my iPod, Bevan. Oh, what's happened with oh, it? I can't seem to download stuff and copy it across and everything deletes and uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to reset it and make sure I don't lose everything. Yeah, Paul Radcliffe. Nice. Ryan Hall. They've, had some, they've got some really great run. So if you, if you are a bit more unfocused, check out their show because it is really great. It's very similar to this. It's a similar format to what we're doing. A couple of guys having a bit of a laugh and uh, doing their bit to... They've even got a ranch on. What? They've got a rant. Oh, rant and rave, they call it. Winner of the week. They've got winner of the week. So check it out, marathontalk.com. And Tom Williams will be interviewing us with your questions next week. So that's our discussion of the week. Okay, John, well, I don't think this interview is going to happen. Oh, we should probably call him and see if it's going to happen. Okay. It's getting pretty late in South Africa. It is getting pretty late. So Whoa, look at that, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. It's going to be a long show again. It's outstanding. Okay, well, let's put some music on. Here's the music. John, we've done 37 minutes, and we, have, we haven't actually finished our new section. We haven't got a lot of content to come, though, so it's oh, that's okay. okay. Um, oh, because well, we're actually going to have an interview with a guy called Grant... Kaniki? Kaniki from our Challenge Foundation, because they've just put on a challenge, Cape Town. Oh, I might turn Skype down, because it's looking... Um, so challenge, challenge Cape Town has been launched. It's going to be held in November... Uh, on the 6th of November uh, I've raced in Cape Town we, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll get him on next week um, but it looks like a pretty uh, cool course you know, a great course one, one lap bike course uh, it's 180 k's and then you're right in downtown Cape Town very you know very scenic place here with uh, Table Mountain in the background and it really looks like it is quite a downtownish sort of what's uh, nice is that the run's on the beachfront yes so that's pretty cool isn't it so um, new event challengecapetown.com Timing is good, you know, in terms of the South Africans. The obviously Ironman race is coming. It looks this like weekend. me. It does a little bit. It got, does, doesn't it? The Ironman shuffle going along, um, but it just looks like a really nice scenic course, and uh, looks like a fairly challenging course on the bike, from what I um, 
from what I was reading. So we'll get Grant on next week and we'll sort of talk through it. Do you it. finish in the stadium? Yes, I believe you do finish somewhere around that stadium. Oh, it's the FIFA Stadium, Greenpoint Stadium. Yeah. Okay, John, so we'll talk about that more next week. So sponsor. Extreme Endurance. Talk about it, John. Tell me about it. Main things you need to remember um, is the, co- the code. Because a number of people ask me this, and the code is IMTALK, and that gives you a 20% discount. So that's good for everybody. Um, if you're outside of the areas that they ship to, you know, in terms of their regular um, uh, direct shipping, you know, the EU, Greater United States, I think they do Puerto Rico and a few other places, then you can basically ring, uh, email them um, with what you want, say use the code IMTALK and it'll give you a 20% discount. You will have to pay more for shipping, um, but that 20% will probably offset that, so you'll probably end up getting it at a regular retail with, with free shipping, I, I'm guessing. And then you call them up with your credit card number if you don't feel like emailing it across them, and then away you go. And we've had obviously quite a bit of feedback over the last few months in terms of people sort of backing up my experiences with it in terms of um, reduced muscle soreness from from hard training and racing so get on it they've got a thing called the 50k challenge where if, if any US person can break the US 50k record which is 31 miles uh, they'll give them some prize money and if they can beat the world record they'll give them some prize money as well so the nice well 50k is the world record is 243 set by Josh Cox that's it the American record which is interesting they obviously don't appeal this, this distance doesn't really appeal to people because if you look at the marathon time, two oh three. Yep, you got to go an extra eight k. So what's eight eight threes? Uh, Twenty four. So you kind of think two forty three is a bit slow, really, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. So it's obviously not that appealing. So if anyone wants to make some money, get on it. There you go. It's extreme endurance. Xendurance. And uh, make sure you use the code. And look, they've got a little I am talk down the bottom. We there. like that. We like that. We like Xendurance. Okay, John. Interview. With oh oh no website okay well, music music okay, let so me hear the music here's, here's the music websites of Some the week. week. Good work, John. Good work. Now, these were sent in a while ago by um, Neil Scholes. Oh, Neil Scholes. Is that Romeo? Uh, Romeo, yes. Romeo. You Romeo. used to be my Romeo. We've talked about one of them in the past, and we've got to get this guy on the show because he has emails. You know what? So I have this on my to-do list. Yeah. So, okay. Now, what's his name? Let, let me it's it's it. Paul Newsom. Is it Paul Newsom? Well, he's the guy behind it, I think. Yes. With Is an E. Oh, I deleted it yesterday. I <laughs> know, oh, Paul. Swim Smooth Interview. Okay. So, Paul, how about we try to do that in the next couple of weeks? Yep. Paul, email us. Oh, email him. I'll, I'll, I'll find him. Oh, he's probably, he probably thinks we're talk, we've talk got, crap because we've got, got, got to um, talk 20 times. We've got uh, M coming up as well, so we're just, you know, we've got a few interviews. It's not using the Marilyn McDonald straight arm technique there. No, but that's pretty good technique for a computer. So anyway, the, the, the site that we're talking about is uh, swimsmooth.com. So Neil sent through three emails that we thought he thought would find uh, useful. Talked about the site before. It was really good. It sort of no, did, Neil sent through the... He sent through these three sites. Yeah. Um, and... It sort of breaks your, your stroke down into different areas. You sort of talk about your particular weaknesses. It's got some really good clips on there. So it just helps you to get a good visual on what you should be doing. And if there's particular areas that you struggle with, then um, well, uh, particular areas you struggle with the swimming, it sort of 
identifiers of what they may well be. Always we say is the best thing to do is actually get yourself video, then you can go, well, this is what I'm actually, what is, whoa, this is what is actually happening, um, and then this Swim Smooth will actually give you some ideas in terms of how you can rectify that. Don't like websites that make noise at me. Oh, oh dear, oh, oh. stop the music. Oh, where's the music coming from? I can't figure it out. <laughs> so that was site number one, swimsmooth.com. Okay, and, and then that, the next site, John, is what we call coachesinfo.com. So let's see if it was that site. Oh, it was... Swim smooth. Even Get rid of the like. music, Paul. Get rid of the music. So, coachesinfo.com. Information and education for coaches. Okay, so what's it about, John? Tell me about it. It's basically got a lot of resources on there in terms of um, a variety of different things. Like it says here, the most, most popular items with um, coaches, visitors to Coaches Info. And I just had a quick scan at one in terms of um, like optimizing swim term performance. There's also another. Swimming. Propulsion swimming. And that was quite a, a detailed. Start technique. Yeah. So, it's basically. Coaching resources, becoming a better coach. So is this a paid cor- website or is it a... It's got a lot of free stuff and then they do have some courses you can go So Coaches info, info website is designed to deliver the latest information and education to sports practitioners including coaches, participants, physical educators and practitioners in the medical health uh, vocations that have sports focus to get uh, going, simply select blah, 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 blah. So, but what they've done, which is quite cool, is you can go specific sports. So they've got swimming, water polo, diving, rugby, cricket, golf, gymnastics, and so on. Do they have running? A triathlon. So yeah. they've got a triathlon section. wasn't a huge amount up there. No. Okay. It's got like um, freestyle underwater technique. Um, and is it good information? Well, I didn't have a thorough look at this. I just looked at a couple of swimming articles and they were very good. Didn't really look through this stuff yet. Okay, 10 most common mistakes made by triathletes. So that's sort of more like a magazine type yeah, article rather yeah. than something um, specific and technical. But it just the couple of things that I looked at look pretty good. So it's coachesinfo.com. Again, we'll put this onto www.imtalk.me. And the third one is coach uh, sportscoachuk.org. So I imagine it's a similar thing. It, this one is more about... It's obviously getting, a government thing, a government yeah. sort of getting your coaching accreditation and um, probably letting you know about courses. And uh, one thing, if you are getting into triathlon coaching, that's, that's a good idea, is to get a bit of cross-sport um, knowledge, yeah. you know, in terms of actually going and doing some running courses, going and doing some bike courses and swimming courses. Yeah, well, you kind of have to, don't you, with triathlon? Yeah, yeah. Um, because your, your typical triathlon coaching things is going to be quite generalised, so you can get a bit of specific stuff and, and pick up different different sort of things. And often those other sports can learn a bit from triathlon coaches as well because they maybe you know maybe have a, a triathlon squad as part of their swim program for example and they may not you think about a lot of the, the things that you need to factor in, in terms of the open water skills etc yeah. so that's just a way for you uk guys to get some accreditation and find out a bit more about things that might be going on in your area and so does it have good resources on here um didn't go that far in my research bevan okay so you just look at the front page and said okay yeah <laughs> yep pretty much <laughs> Okay then. So <laughs> websites are swimswimsmooth.com, coachesinfo, let's get Paul on soon for swim smooth, coachesinfo.com, um, sportscoachuk.org. And uh, there we go. Research essentials. I'm gonna go deeper, John. Okay, next sponsor. Oh, should we put the interview on? Well you that's not the order you've put okay, it in. Okay then, okay. I'm just saying. Easy tiger, but we had the interview. <laughs> Easy tiger. Yeah. Um right, so I think we're right because we're about fifty minutes already. Okay. So coming up this weekend is Ironman South Africa. Okay, I'm gonna I'm decide to have a quick look on athletics. See who's racing Ironman South Africa. Went on to uh, events, I typed in Ironman South Africa. Came up with um, all the different you know 70.3s Ironmans they've had, and you click on the one that's coming up, and there's just two people that say they're doing it. Michael, oh, Easy Tiger, <laughs> you're loving the Easy Tiger. Michael, <laughs> Michael Mandy is racing. 
Okay. And as is Suzanne Newton. So there you go. So that's what we sort of talked about a couple of weeks. If you add events to your calendar, then we can see what everybody's doing and other people can see what you're up to as well. The other thing they've got is the Action Spy, John. Tell me about that. So that's on the homepage. You've got the little buttons along sort of just below the top bar. You've got um, browse, members, clubs, events, blah, blah, blah. And then you've got the Action Spy. So if you just want to see what people at Athlinks are up to, if people put their, their race reports and stuff, just get filed in here. It's just basically a constant rolling sort of news thing of, of people updating their um, their profiles so you know I sort of scroll up well, Michael Smock just joined uh, Garmin Manufacture Group there's a few people on there that were sort of commenting on the, um, the 70.3 at the weekend maybe that was when I was looking a couple yeah, of days yeah, ago yeah, um, basically just people updating with photos with clips that's a great photo Lee Ann Cotter she's looking happy in a race Finishing off the race. Yeah. So that's a, this is more of what I'm getting at here. Is if say you um, there's an Ironman in the weekend and you want to go and check out what people had to sort of say about it, they'll put their reports and you can put your reports up there, make them public, and then um, people can sort of read. And that's how I guess for some people we can start to create a bit of a following if you're All right, Ron Roth. Yeah. These aren't our listeners. We this don't even know, but this is because we're on the spy tickets. He's put what we've done this for today. Yes, and amazing. he's done eight miles LSD, long, slow distance. Probably. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, and so, the, what I'm getting at here is, if you are trying to create a bit of an online following or a little bit of an online community, maybe you're an up and coming pro, or you're just trying to get some sponsorship and you're trying to get people to your site and stuff, then this is a way where you can start to get your name out there a little bit more. He did the Eye of the Dragon 10K. That's a great Ooh, name for a race. Eye of the Dragon. I reckon that, that your, your charity race, what do you call it, Rise Up? Right, the Rise Up Team okay, Challenge. Okay, I'll give you that one. Because the Eye of the Dragon would have been pretty cool. Well, actually, and you may, what I put on our Facebook page was a few suggestions. Oh, for names. For names for my event, because um, I was trying to come up with stuff. And what did people come up with? Maybe I should pull that pull up. Pull that up, pull up Facebook. Some of them were a little... Risque? Risque, but... Um, one, <laughs> How come that doesn't surprise one me? One of them it was really good, and we'll give you some love when we get down there. She said, the seismic challenge. So, oh, nice! I like that. But why I'd didn't already, you go with it? I'd already gone with the rise up challenge. Oh, why just the question? This, well, this was afterwards. Like she, uh, I need some help thinking. Here we go. Uh, I see you going, I need some help. I need some help. Oh, sorry, I lost it. You keep talking. Okay, um, so we're going with the rise up team challenge because there's a whole theme... In Christchurch, um, about Here we go. rising up and stuff. Here we go. It, it was, was Ashley Hansus Kona seismic challenge. I like it. Seismic challenge is pretty gold. Yes. Yeah. The Matty Helenul. You, you guys got hard names. The Coolathon. And Millie John and I are hopeless. Yeah. But oh, Belfog, Fong, like his in song, crack the challenge. Nice. nice. Andrew Black, shake, shake, rattle, and roll. Hotel, the no-brainer. Yes. <laughs> nice. Jed Botel, the Christ Athlon. Uh, porno, move the thon. Nice. Nice. So thank you very much for those that contributed, but we ended up going with the Rise Up Team Challenge. Uh, it's not too late. Just changes the domain name. No, website's done. First, you're just waiting for the old switch over in the DNS servers and all that sort of stuff. Oh, it's all happening. The DNS server's happening. Okay, so remember, athletes.com. Check it out. If you want to do the Rise Up Challenge, you'll be, definitely be on Athletes, won't it? Yes. Yep. As soon as I launch a website. Yeah. It's going on there, John. Okay, John. Let's do an interview. Tell so, me about it. So... Oh, you did this one by yourself. I did this one by myself. Um, Bevan was just too busy. Well, I had to take my daughter to dance. Yes, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but we often see the stories in Kona about... The sob, what we call the sob stories, and they're inspirational, 
No problem with that. They're good. They get lots of people into oh, the it's sport. It's a big part of our sport. A big part of our sport. And the people have generally, no, not generally, have always overcome massive hurdles. Yep. But Liam, um, got Liam on today. And what I like about this story is it's not quite so dramatic. It was a big guy, uh, 130 kgs. He's lost 57 That's kgs. He's twice the size of me. Yeah. Lost 57 kgs in 18 months and went out and did Ironman New Zealand. And so I think for a lot of people, months, those um, those sort of stories are perhaps maybe a little bit more real. Well, um, the thing is, that is life-changing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that is, his life has changed. As long mm. as he maintains it, well, I'm sure he, I'm sure he has. He's learned the lessons. But that, that's dramatic life-changing in such a short mm. period of time. It's pretty wicked. So just basically listen up and Liam sort of tells us a little bit about his story. And what I also tried to get at was some, some tips. If you've got anybody you know who's in that situation that are trying to make that sort of change, just some of the precautions and stuff you can take because whilst it's an awesome achievement, it's, it can be a little bit dangerous in terms of um, you know, what you can and can't do. And, and it's really hard, I find, and you've probably got a much better appreciation of it because of your work, is is what it goes, what you what you feel like when you're exercising in that sort of way because I don't really deal with that type of person. I think the problem with us is that, like, it's people who are at our level of fitness is that we we don't appreciate how hard it is for the people Mm. who are new to it. You know what I mean? And and it's like, you know, you you get people who go, well, if I do it, you can do it. Mm. And it's like, well, no, that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, that's so disregarding what the new person, the experience are having. And the new person to exercise they've been a failure their whole life in this one area mm-hmm. and, and and they do have experience of exercise and if anything it just reinforces the fact they're a failure yeah. and to me to say you know you should just harden up isn't actually the answer it's more showing a pathway towards support and success and in a way that's achievable and you get you get the people like Liam who are a dramatic shift so you get people who mm-hmm. do these big dramatic shifts and but they're actually quite unique to get mm-hmm. people like Liam and it's actually to try and get people on a path just getting the exercise back in their life. It's yeah. It's, I do find it a little bit frustrating because people don't recognise how hard it is for those people. You know, when you mm. when you're going for a run, you're 130 kg mm. or even bigger. Mm. It's hard, hard work, man. Mm. So anyway, let's Here's see what Liam says. Okay, so on yeah. today's show, very happy to have a slightly different story. You know, we've had the Iron Man stars um, on. We've also sort of featured a number of. Um, age groupers who have made it to Kona, but, you know, another side of our sport is actually getting people involved, and um, we've got a guy on today, Liam Freary, um, tell me if I've pronounced that wrong, Liam, but uh, welcome along to the show. Yes, no, that's fine, it's glad to be on the show, and it's actually pronounced Freary. Freary, luckily Bevan's not here to make a hash of it, I'm doing it all by myself. But um, Liam's story is an interesting one because um, it's fair to say you you were carrying a few pounds um, a couple of years back. You said you were tipping the scales 134 kgs and then recently you managed to um, complete Ironman New Zealand in a, a bloody respectable time. So, you know, we, uh, the reason we wanted to, we're keen to get you on the show is just, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of people that want to get into the sport and a lot of people in our sport are often people um, turn to them for advice so you know there's no better person to get advice from than somebody that's sort of been through the process so tell us about a, yep. bit, a bit where you sort of came from in terms of how overweight you were and, and um, just a bit, a bit of a story about how you managed to get to the start line of Taupo. Yeah um, I sort of uh, always grown up big um, from being in school from playing two years above my grade in rugby and um, I think as everyone says you sort of uh, went, went across overseas and Got the Heathrow injection over there and partied and and 
done everything else, like um, went in the pubs and stuff like that, and I tipped the scales at a 134 kg. Nice. And at, at that time, I sort of said to myself, um, I'm going to start walking 20 minutes a day and challenged myself to do that three times a week and um, and kept plugging on with it. Um, around about a year and a half later, I sort of decided to come back to New Zealand and um, I was back to about 120, 115 at that stage and I signed up with Les Mills um, after the second day I've been home because I thought, oh, I want to start keep this momentum and keep the ball rolling. Yeah. And just got myself um, a little bit fitter as as time went on. Um, went to the gym maybe four or five times a week, and I actually it was actually quite funny because I was at the um, at the gym for about six months and no weight came off whatsoever. Yeah. So uh, it, it was quite the soul destroying. But I kept plugging away, and, and I just got satisfaction out of the, doing the workouts and doing the high cardio sort of uh, intense workouts and really getting that sort of good buzz that high after. Yeah. Um, and eventually the, the weight sort of started to come off and I did a few sort of swim run series, um, aquathons yep. and I'd found myself a pretty confident swimmer. I've been a surfer sort of most of my life. So I'd be up there in the field in the swim, but then go back, go backwards on the run. So I thought in that stage I could compete, but I've got to bring up my game and start running and, um, and see if I can sort of, uh, muscle up in the next season. And then the sort of, uh, idea of Ironman came out of left field, um, Late last year, around about May, and um, my dad sort of planted the seed. He's done about eight Ironmans yeah. in, in the past, and um, I thought this idea is crazy, but it's achievable. So it's just all small, st- small steps, and um, I completed it. Yeah, as you said in Taupo, in just over eleven hours. So, if we take a sort of back step back to those sort of early days when you were just starting to lose the weight, I mean, what are some of the struggles you sort of go through? Because you know, a lot of people can't quite understand. You know, if I put on, you know, I weigh seventy kgs. If I put on a sixty-five kg backpack, I don't think I'd be able to move. So, I mean, what? Yeah, you know, if you compare what it's like now to go training, and I think you're you're down to like seventy-eight kgs. I mean, what is the difference between being seventy-eight and versus one hundred and thirty-four in terms of actually getting moving? Um, there's a huge difference. Um, just getting moving in general. You, I mean, at one hundred and thirty-four kgs, there's no way you could ever even think about running five k, let alone forty-two k. So that's um, that, that's the big benefit, and just um, even within general life, you you find yourself just um, being able to handle the stress, handle the stresses of life, and and just getting around without sort of sweating too much yeah. or anything else. So it's just um, definitely much more or less tension on the body. And I suppose when I sort of got under that hundred k mark, then you sort of build momentum from there, and you can start going running. But it's just so. Um, so intense on the body when you sort of go running and, and try anything out at 134 kgs. And the other thing as well is you, you don't have the confidence to do any of that. Right. You know, you, you're always looked at these um, fit athletes as being ripped and, and you had to be this certain weight to do this and you had to be that certain weight to do that. But in saying that, you can, you know, if, if you set your goals and, and you sort of do it by small steps you can get there and you can get there in the end you know so so if uh, if, if people come to athletes you know that, that perhaps listen to the show what what sort of advice do you think they can give to people who who don't have that confidence and who are bigger um but and, and they're not necessarily looking at doing ironman but they're just looking at getting active you know i think it's a big part of our community is is well, that's what i feel is is really trying to help people to get active and uh whether they want to do it competitively or not or whether they want to do triathlon whether they want to do group fitness or whatever but but what sort of things do you think 
make people click that are, that are bigger and aren't confident um, in terms of actually encouraging them into a more healthy lifestyle without um, trying to sort of sound condescending and, and putting them down. Yeah. I think it's um, just being welcomed in a group environment no matter what shape or size you are and um, whether your goal, it, it could be a small goal or a big goal, to, to know that it, it is achievable and um, and to know that, that the people around you are going to support you no matter what because it's, it's not going to be easy. It's, not a, it's never an easy road, but you've got to have the self-drive and, and determination yourself and um, I think with the triathlon community, the people can just guide you to get there and you you find when you sort of mix with triathletes or or anyone else of that sort of caliber, um, they're a hugely motivated bunch and um, highly positive. Yeah. So when you sort of um, are around those people, they sort of rub off on that, and you just um, I think you just you sort of get a good buzz from from being around them. But I think it's to not try and be too elitist yep. and not try and sort of um, compare yourself with them and and just welcome them in and whether they want to do a five k or a forty k run or whatever it might be, just, just to help them get there. Yeah. I think the key thing is, as you said earlier, is uh, I guess not trying to push them too hard too early because if, yeah, if you're trying to exactly. get somebody who's 134 kgs to, to actually run, it's just it's just yeah. not realistic. No, and, and it's, it's not going to be good for them or, or anyone else. I think you've got to really sort of um, put it into small steps and, and in perspective as well, do what's achievable. Um, maybe that, that would, might be sort of half an hour, for four times a week and then sort of build the blocks from there just like anyone does mm. going into a triathlon. It's, um, you can't go guns blazing first off. You've got to sort of build up and, and get into it over sort of several months. So it's the same thing when you're bigger as well. And you've, you've obviously had uh, you heard Coach Clive Asplin um, on the job, former Epic Camper, multiple Epic Camper. Um, you know, how, how did you sort of get onto Clive and, and how did he sort of lead you into Ironman New Zealand given that you were doing the, the sort of basically one year and you're straight into Ironman, you know, typically we, we see guys doing the old three-year John Newsom trademarked program of, of building into a race. But how did you, you sort of find that? Because it must have been a pretty quick adaptation to make to actually going from, you know, being active, doing the gym stuff, going hard out, but, but actually going out there and being able to ride 180Ks and, and, uh, and run 42 at the end as well. Um, I, I adapted it to it pretty well. Clive came along as his... Uh good friend of my father's and I actually grew up and he sort of knocked around and used to stay at a house for a little yeah. bit um, and he sort of he sort of came along on the scene and I think it was after about three three weeks so how just bought a bike and this was back in June last year only only just last year when I bought my first road bike yeah. and um, and he sort of I went around there and did a few wind training sessions with him and he sort of may have saw something in me and thought you know I can definitely get to Ironman and came around and put a program together that was going to get me towards I am and I didn't really even think about it at the time but um slowly sort of developed and sort of four or five hour rides came about and I, I, I handled them more as I went on and to be honest I really enjoyed them we, we always made a, a, a venture out of it and I always had a good bunch around me so it was always quite cool we sort of ride all the different routes around Auckland and then sometimes do a 20 minute run off that and I actually being in the working week I actually long for the weekends for the big training session nice and uh, tell us a bit about your day. You know, eleven eleven oh eight is pretty solid for a first up day, especially in the the crap conditions. Did it pretty much go <laughs> perfectly to plan, or, or did you have any major dramas? If you're talking again to say the first timers out here, I mean, what lessons did you learn in terms of things that you didn't quite expect, or, or things that went particularly well that maybe you you were a bit surprised by? Um, I, I think 
all in all, when I look at and analyse my race as as we do in the sort of triathlon game, that um, I'm, I'm pretty happy of how I performed, especially um, from where I've come from three years ago. As you said, I tipped the scale at 134 kgs, and and then I just did Ironman, so I was pretty happy with that just to finish and then to finish well as well. Um, I think to, on the day, um, I seem to put together the the, the swim quite well. And um, the bike was pretty good, and uh, I think for for about forty k's after about the hundred k mark, I sort of started to stomach cramp and and just basically just want to throw up, yeah. and really found it hard to get any food down me. Um, and and just with the weather, it didn't really get into my psyche, but uh, especially going out in that second loop out to Rupert with that wind just um, with that rain just coming at you, it was just it was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think I did the Taupo half um, in December, and that taught me so much. Um, whether because on the run I sort of lost my head a, lot, a little bit, and you know went into the hurt box for about ten or fifteen k, as we all do. Mm. But didn't um, went on the mental beat up and um, didn't really sort of give myself any breaks. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in Ironman, I thought you know there's there's going to be the dark moments, and you just got to keep on pushing through them. And and I just look back on my previous past to say I've got. From what I've you know, from losing this weight, and I've got to the Ironman start line, so let's just let's just put it all together and finish it. And after the bike, I was really happy with my time, and so it gave myself a bit of pep talk coming back into Taupo. And and I thought all I've got to do now is run a marathon, which I hadn't done before. Yeah, yeah. So um, and, and it's always a tough ask running off the bike, as as we all know in triathlon. You know, it's it's, uh, it's a whole different game from just running fresh. So um, I sort of went out there and and just just plugged on through and, and got through it, sort of um, made sure I had a bit of a plan to walk the aid station nice. and um, take on, I took on Coke about 20K in the run and, and just stayed on the cookies and sort of um, energy bars and stayed off the gels within the run and, yeah. and that sort of got me home. Um, yeah, I mean, as anyone says, after about the 20K mark, you're you're definitely in the box yeah. and a few old runners came past me, guys you know, that had been in Ironman before and they said, it's all up top from now on. <laughs> nice. So I just kept on plugging through, and one of them handed me um, a, a bit of a, a energy source supplement, just you know, a bit of a gel or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was great. It was um, just something to lift you, and um, carried on home. And as you said, came home in just over eleven hours. And my coach Clive, he put eleven hours in my program, and I did eleven oh eight. So I'm pretty happy with nice. that. Nice. Is what's the plan now? Obviously, uh, winter's approaching in New Zealand, um, yeah. and uh, what are your sort of plans for next season? Uh, next season, I've entered a game for Ironman. Got in, and they've got in the flipping two day window yeah. or whatever. Yeah, two day. Not even. I don't think it was even two no. day. It's crazy. So I, I, I made sure I got in. Um, so, and I think my plan is now to qualify for Hawaii. Um, maybe not next year. Maybe it's a two year goal. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just from where I've sort of entered my first time, man, I'm definitely keen to get another year's training under my belt to do a couple of small sprint tries um, at the front of season, and then do a half, maybe the Tarong or Taupo, yep. and then um, definitely go back into some sort of big volume training before I am, and, yep. and hopefully I can better my time. What age group are you? Uh, twenty-five to twenty-nine. So you probably have to go what, about nine thirty, nine twenty-five, something like that to qualify. Yep, so I've got to go about a nine, yeah, nine thirty, nine twenty-five yeah. to qualify. So I've got to take a, about an hour and a half off my time. Oh, um, but basically, just you know, I think uh, swim can be sort of managed a bit better, and, and bike gear yeah, I could shave maybe half an hour or so. But just I think it's just definitely spending time on my feet as a, a and running. The only problem is spending so much time running; it just fatigues you so yeah. much. And um, 
just something that's got to be built up slowly. So this winter, I'll definitely be turning myself into a runner. Nice. Oh, it's bloody good to hear stories like this where you guys have, uh, have, have made such a big turnaround in your life, and hopefully we can use your story to inspire a couple of other people to, to do similar sort of things and, and just get active and uh, get off the couch and get out of the, out of the pub. And, um, and, and as you probably, as you're, I'm sure you're aware, life can be feel a lot, whole lot more better in terms of lots of different angles, in terms of work life and, and everything else when, you, when you're a bit fitter and a bit healthier. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it, it's just definitely getting out there and, and setting your goals and achieving them, and uh, as you said, it just makes your whole round of things feel so much better, and just makes your general life feel better. You, you have a huge confidence, and you have a, a huge sense of achievement when you sort of walk around with your head high to, to know you've been working out, and, and maybe you can shed five or six kgs or, or whatever you want to do in life, you can um, you can definitely get there. Awesome. Oh, well, thanks for sharing some time with us, Liam, and we'll definitely track your progress. And uh, we're not going, we'll probably, we're in Kona this year, so we probably won't be there next year. But the year after that, we sort of hopefully will go every second year. So hopefully we can see you on the start yeah. line over there. Yep, no, that sounds great. I'll uh, definitely look forward to lining up on the start line and maybe may even do an interview over there at that time. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Liam. Sponsor Coffees of Hawaii, a quick guide to their homepage. John, tell no, me about not it. so much a quick guide to their homepage. If you go to their homepage, oh, you've got a quick guide to their homepage. Well, I'm just doing my work, okay? Just, okay, so coffeesofhawaii.com. If you want to get with their discount codes, go to imtalk.me, click on our logo, and that get on the Coffees of Hawaii logo that gives you all the discounts. Take me through a quick guide to their homepage. The quick coffee guide. That's oh. what I mean. So if you go to Coffees of Hawaii homepage on the front there, They've got um, the top right corner is a quick coffee guide. Now, on my computer it works. Um, there you go. And basically you go through. So if you're not quite sure what sort of coffee you want to get, um, because you maybe haven't purchased from them before, they've got sort of all their coffees listed up there, and then they give them like a star rating in terms of their aroma, their body, their acidity, their flavour, and their roast. So let's say, for example, you know you love a European flavour, you probably wouldn't go for uh, 100% Molokai rugged terrain because it's a dark coffee, um, strong flavour, not super strong acidity, body's pretty medium, and aroma's pretty big. You'd probably go more for the Moonlit Water 100% Kona coffee, which is um, strong European flavour, body, and not so acidity. So they're basically kind of, you know, this is going to be for the person who really loves coffee, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but... It's kind of like wines, isn't it? Are you a wine drinker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five bottles a night. That's how you survive in this life. Pretty much daily at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, it, you know, it just helps you to find what, you know, when you, especially if you're new to the product. Yeah. Because you could buy a coffee and you, you know. Also, if you like a really strong smelling coffee, um, yeah, basically it's, it's a good thing they've got up there, basically their coffee buying guide it's actually really great so one thing they do is when you go into the coffee quick guide coffee is they break it down to three so 100% original coffees island style coffees and then flavoured island style coffees mm-hmm. so the things like the vanilla bean the macadamia nut um, so the toasted coconut has got a five star aroma oh. best selling flavoured coffee toasted coconut cream it just sounds aroma. good doesn't it John yes oh, caramel vanilla coffee did you get your dad's coffee? No, I haven't got around to it, but I've got a little bit of time because it's not till May. Okay, get yeah. on it. I need to get on there. Use the spine guide. Yep. There you go. Coffees of Hawaii. My dad just likes it strong. Now, but pick up your game. You can't have Mark, Marky P. Yeah, being mate. The come on, come on. You're the fifth fastest marathon runner in the world. You've got to, you've got to maintain nice. that reputation. Yes. Sharpen up. Okay, Marky P. 
Love your work. Nice work. <laughs> okay, John, is it questions and answers? Questions and answers. James, the wise one, Botel. It's really not a question. It's just some information for the listeners. Okay, John, so he sent through some book reviews. One's called Natural Running by Denny Abshire. Great explanation of the mechanics of running, how to run more efficiently, and perspective on the shoe industry and what people should have on their feet. Well, this is, written, this is a kind of the topic of the moment, isn't it, for running? Yes. Well written, compelling, and provides great understanding of running physiology. He does have a bias towards new running shoes, as you might expect. He's the founder of the company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, you got to take everything with a grain of salt and just sort of take bits and pieces. But my problem know, is, uh, yeah. I kind of just you, tend to believe people, mm. and then and then afterwards I go, oh, maybe I need to kind of, you know, on first hand I just kind of go with it, and then. And the other one he's recommended here called uh, the Long Run by Matt Long. I know Matt personally, and we've also followed him through the public interviews. He's an outstanding guy, and we might be talking about him even if he hadn't been hit by a bus, dragged under it, and had to recover from a shattered pelvis, ripped abdomen wall, compound fracture to his legs, and significant nerve damage, rendering his right glute muscle completely useless. Wow. I think I remember us doing something on Matt's story, how he went off and did Iron Man after basically being dead. Um, so, oh, so that guy, okay, you yeah, remember that. Yep, he went so, on to Lake Placid in two minutes before the cutoff. Yes, so a couple of books there. Running, uh, Natural Running by Danny Abshire and The Have Long Run by those? Matt Rung. Um... No, but I haven't really... You don't read? I do read, but I haven't John really Christen. read much lately. John yes. Yeah, I like John Christian. There we go. That's <laughs> this week's show. Okay, let's do a Facebook wrap-up. What's been happening on Facebook? Let's see what people talk about on Facebook. Here we go. So I saw this. Somebody, um, Lance Armstrong, apparently went and did a 2.5-mile ocean it? swim. Oh. And he finished in 49 minutes. So people now think he's going to swim 49 minutes at Kona. Dreaming. Why not? He might swim 49 minutes How can he do that? Well, like, I've swum 49 minutes, but it's, there's 49 minutes and there's, then there's Kona swimming. Um, so he, he, he got third. He was behind James Bonney and uh, James Cotter. Yep. He's, he ain't going to be... That's high distance, isn't it? Yes. That's pretty decent, but isn't it? It's good. But he's, that's the thing. He's a good swimmer. He's going to be a good runner, but he's not going to be front pack coming out of the swim. I wouldn't be that surprised... If he made the first main pack, because you know now we tend to have you know the couple off the front, then we have the front pack, which is well, like four, former, now, yeah. former ITU guys, yeah. you know Rasmus Henning, that, that sort of, and then we have the larger main pack. And you and think he'll come out for the main pack? I think if he did, that would be an outstanding swim. I'd be, I would be surprised if he did, but I don't think it's unreasonable not to expect him to come out with the likes of say, um, you know, people like that are often Cam Brown, that sort of yep. standard. So not gun swimmers, but good swimmers. He's probably pretty good on the bike. And and he can do he'll do some good amazing things on the bike. Can't see him running potentially sub three, but I really wouldn't think he'd go much. But look three. look at someone like um, right now. No, no, who's um, Tilborn? Yeah. So Tilborn really, if he could run sub three, he'd probably win I'm in. Oh, he ran sub three, but not yeah. Or, or you know get close. Mm. Lance has got to be a better cyclist than Tilborn. Yes. So if, if Lance could run a three. And well, have a pretty decent swim. Let's say he um, runs, uh, say he swims 52, runs 3, call it, call it 258, so it's easy numbers, so that's uh, 4 hours, rides, I don't know, 4.30. He's going to be, it'll be fairly competitive, but I can't see him being in the, I, I, I'm picking somewhere between 10 and 30. Okay. Well, I hope he turns up. Yes. Yeah. But I'm telling you one thing now. He will You're not telling us, John. He's he even pointing not, at the microphone. He will not swim 49 minutes in Kona. <laughs> You're telling me this. Get away with it. Like, I've swum 49 minutes in Taupo. I've too. And, Didn't go 2.4k um, miles, but... <laughs> wetsuit swimming, non-wetsuit swimming, going to Kona, different ball game. Yeah. But he, when he was a triathlete, he was a very good swimmer. So he's, he's obviously hasn't... 
lost. I wonder what he's thinking in his mind as goal is. Oh, you know what? I'd love to, it'd be impossible to get an interview with Lance, wouldn't it? Yeah. If anyone knows Lance, do it. Uh, Jaden Van Schienvoits uh, is just doing quarter lane. He's just wondering how you find out about the pros. But WC and then Josh Krebel has come on and said, "Well, WC doesn't publish him because they don't really have pro registrations themselves. They just govern the process. So it's more up to the race organisers to put the registrations on the website. That's good information." Yeah. Sure, Dawson is just telling everyone about a race in Edinburgh called uh, the Cruise Scotland. Uh, John Hancock's talking about Ironman New Zealand on TV. It's on tonight. On tonight. And then, and then his wife busted him and said, are you working in China or surfing the net on Facebook? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> oh, okay, good work. I just want Robert Becker, he just put the pigs flying in Christchurch. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. No, nor am I. No. Um, one other thing, Wednesday the 6th of April, coming up on Sky Sport 1 for New Zealand, people is going to be the Epic Camp documentary. So this Wednesday night. Tomorrow night. Yes. For us? Yes. Because we're living this time now. The listeners right. may not, they may live in a different time. Hey, John, what's your goss? Oh, sponsors. Coffeesofwai.com. Um, check out all the different flavours. By, by the graph. Extreme endurance. Make sure you use the discount code IMTALK. And athletes.com. Spy on people. You're pretty easy being a stalker nowadays, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, if you want well, to. Well, you be- can just find people in it. Like, my mum wanted to find some flipping third cousin's wife and um, and I just did my research on the net and yeah. ended up finding them on Facebook or her daughter on Facebook and you just get in touch by yes. that and strange time we live in John yes a strange time uh, a couple of quick things before we talk about gossip um, my latest episode of Fitness Behaviour just came out yesterday Gosh. so if you, if you like listening to that I thought that was Facebook that's what it's people yeah. put right, right down FB I just, Facebook yeah, just, you know. you're bigger than Facebook uh, you know I've got a few followers yeah. um, friends not followers they're friends yes they're friends I get people go do you know everyone I'm like yeah we're all tight yeah. um, so that's coming out and uh, I'm doing it on how to change your focus when you're focusing on the wrong things so if you want to check that out go to bevanjamesowls.com it's on the front page um, anything else Is a, before we do the course no just get on Facebook and send us those questions for next week yeah right, next week shows going to be golden us? okay John what's your goss my gosh. Let me think. I haven't really given this a great deal of thought. What's been happening in your life? What has been happening? Finish my deck. What do you mean? I've made it, built a deck. Did you build a deck yourself? Yes. No. You can come around and have no, a look. No, you got bloody. No, I did not. No one helped. My dad helped me. But, um, that was a bit of a kind of father son building yeah. bonding time. We smashed in our spar pool. We. So did you fill that piles in? in? Yep, filled that in, concreted it over, that put our much piles in. That's a big hole. Oh no, it was just because all the fill from around the outside oh, fell went in. in and then concreted over the top, got the piles in, got a little bit of earthquake. You know, if anything's out of, out of kilter, it's just quite, quite <laughs> nice. But in reality, we bolted part of it onto our the, the, the housing for our um, pool pump, and then in the earthquake, the whole pool pump housing moved oh, like no. these big concrete blocks. So it's like. 10 centimetres movement and except the blocks that I bolted it to so that kind of looks a bit silly now but um, other than hey, that it's earthquake it's John, functional I didn't know you were much of a builder I am not <laughs> and if you do the building inspection on there it's strong it's stable but there's a few bits that aren't quite straight but hey I'm, I'm pretty proud level? of um, you just you just I'm, I, I, I measure once and cut twice <laughs> Phil always tells me your engineer says measure twice and cut once. It's a rule. <laughs> you go the other way around. Just don't do it. But other than that, I'm pretty proud that I can did. Can you take a photo so we can put it on the website yes, next week? I can. Because I'm pretty excited about your deck. Yes, I, I just, if I come around and get the wind trainer today, yep. I'll just hang out on your deck for okay. a while. Is it slippery? 
uh, maybe today with the rain. Yes. Yeah, mm. I think it's going to be dangerous. Outside of that, uh, what's, what's happening for your training? Uh, motivation. I mean, I'm, I'm basically I train probably six to seven days a week, but I generally do forty-five to ninety minutes each day. Yeah, and, and building my biking back up. But these times, motivation is not really high to do hardcore competitive training. Yeah. So my how fit do you have to be for Epic Camp? I'll build up my cycling for that. Because <laughs> that's not far away. It's, uh, it's August, so oh, I'll yeah. be right for that. Uh, so that's the, my goal. And then second goal is I think I'll probably go and do the World Cup race in Auckland just to get in the New Zealand team for the world for the following year and then see if I can... That'll give me a year to build up for World Champs and see if I can do something. How do you there. think you'd go at the World Champs? If I was really fit, potentially getting a medal um, in age group. Nice. But that would have to be... Oh, a, a game okay, on. That's your game. A that's your game. Go- got to be We're on. making the commitment. Okay. You've got to get a medal. A game's got to be on. We've got to have some swimming going on. You've got to get swim and run. Is it drafting? No. Oh. I'll be right. Drafting would be to your advantage, wouldn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah, because if you do have a weakness... Are you calling me a piss-ass weak cyclist? No, I'm not saying you're a weak cyclist, but you're yes. a bloody good swimmer and a bloody good runner. Yes. Like if, if, if I was racing you and I had any hope, I'd be trying to get some gain on you on the bike. Yeah. So... So, Ben, what else is happening in your world? Well, John, I stuffed up. <laughs> so, you know, I've been doing a little bit of CrossFit. Yeah. So, you know, the first time I did CrossFit, so the first time I did CrossFit, the next day we recorded the show, and the first session I did, I did pretty well, and, and yeah. I, I thought I'd won it. So, and I came on the show and told you about it. Yeah. And then a few days later, I'd done a few CrossFits, and I kind of discovered pretty quickly that on the cardio stuff, I'm pretty great at CrossFit, but on the strength stuff, I'm, I'm actually a bit of a piss ass. Mm. Uh, but the first day I went there was kind of more of a cardio session, so that really suited me. Next day I went along, did the big stuff, kind of got my my butt showed to me. Did a few more sessions, and then about four days later I went to cross state for the next week actually. Mm. And uh, someone goes to me, they were angry at you, and I go, oh, "What's all that about, Wallace?" And then uh, they, they they start explaining the session in a lot more detail, explaining how you can win and how you can win, and, and, and there's different levels and all the rest of it. And, and I'm going, "What's well, a bit weird?" And he goes, "Because apparently you said something on your podcast." <laughs> <laughs> and Dave Dwan, <laughs> you haven't helped me yet, mate. <laughs> Dave Dwan, you're going down next time. I say, "Yeah, I'm not normally friendly to you, but I'm giving you the elbow next time," because. Dave Dwan went and he said, oh, you, you guys got to mention on the podcast. Yeah. And they listened to it, and it's me talking myself up. Oh, dear. So I felt right, I got a right talk. Oh, dear. So, so now, yeah, I'm just giving on down. You're the sitting in the corner, put your little hat on. That's right. Just... I, had to, I had to say sorry like 10 times. But, yeah. you know, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. And then, oh, I don't know. So that was, dear, yeah. Dear, and then, then we did the session the other day where we... Where I did actually win, and I could say I won that one because I got the the best time of the day because yeah. that's what they do. And uh, but we had to do lots of box jumps, and right. I blown my calf because of it. So, saved one sent me a text the other day saying something like, and I don't know if that's uh, he's pulling up the text right now. Yeah, what's he saying? Well, the the, the ride on there was a ride on here and and uh, the weekend called the Great Ride, which is a great yep. bike race. Uh, I once got ninth in that. Really? Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, around the 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 Grape District of the South Island, which is Marlborough, and he said, Stop Press, the inaugural World Grape Spitting Champion 2001, oh, Dave Dwan. Dwan. Mr. Dwan showed aggression, determination, and to be a clear winner. But that was probably sent on April Fool's Day. What day is April Fool's Day? Oh, did you do an April Fool's? No. I did, two, the, I did two good April Fool's. What, is that the first? Yeah, first, of course it is. What first, you don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Well, he sent it on the 3rd of April, so it wasn't a... Wasn't a uh, he's, he's, well, okay, Dave, I actually take that back. I won't give you an elbow next time, mm. because you're either great champ. Spitting. Give us a YouTube clip we'll put it on the website. Yes. Okay, John, so the other thing I want to talk about is April Fool's. Did you do anything? No. Oh, come on, John. 
oh, man, I'm busy, man. I'm trying to organise events. I'm trying to get, get, get the really city, city back. Because they don't expect it from you. Okay. You know, when you're the class clown, everyone's always a little bit suspicious of yes. you. Mr. Serious pulls out an April yes. Fool's. Next year, that's your mission. Even we all know about your April Fool's. Because Belinda was trying. I said Belinda was, was going to come to your class on Friday. And see what she said. Is it on? And I said I was going to his Facebook page or something like that. I'm sure it'll be on there. And then she saw your little, your little humorous, little, <laughs> you joker, you. <laughs> I got people back so I, uh, I did two April Fools actually I did one where on Facebook I basically said I'm quite well known within Les Mills which is a group fitness company around the world and so um, I put on there today's the day I quit Les Mills thanks for the memories and I actually got quite a few people my boss rang me yes. saying are you are you really quitting yes. <laughs> and then people from overseas and some people, some people caught on to it pretty quickly the worst was someone sent me this like literally like page long email mm. telling me all the reasons why I shouldn't quit <laughs> and I felt really bad <laughs> oh actually it's just an April Fool's joke so but then what I did with Joe, and I kind of didn't follow through which I should have done as I text her in the morning I go oh my god babe you're not going to believe it I just got a call from the real estate agent the house is burnt down <laughs> and so she brings me up and what I was going to do is I was going to get her to ring the agent yeah. and I was going to go oh look babe when she rings, she goes, oh my God, has it really happened? I said, yeah, you're not going to believe it, man. Apparently, there's something went up last night. The house has gone down, as you know. Yeah. And I was meant to say, ring the agent and just say sorry on our behalf because obviously, you know, it's pretty horrible for the owners. Yeah. We luckily will be able to get out of it. But I, I giggled and I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> because if she'd done the phone call, that would have been golden, really eh? Classic. Yeah, so can't be it was full day. So anyway, that's... Uh, What's it, happening with the house? When are we moving in? I uh, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. We've got There's a couple of things on the builder's report we're not happy with. Right. So we've got to get those sorted out, and then if that's good, then we'll move in, and if not, we'll walk away from it. So. Slash them down. So Slash take, them down. Take 100 grand off. Got to cost us 200 grand for that, for that to, get fixed, to fix that tap. <laughs> um, so next week, team, fifth year anniversary, go on to our discussion, go to imtalk.me, click on the discussion button, that will take you through the questions that you can ask us in our fifth year anniversary. Is there a discussion button anymore? Don't we just put it on no, the no, front, what front I do, page? Because I put because what I do is because if you go to Facebook on our I am talk, it takes you to the, just the feed. Page, yeah. Whereas if you go to discussion of the week, it goes to the discussion of the week. See, John, I'm doing Smart my best. Smart thinking. Well, you know, yeah, I'm such a John. We are known for intelligence. Well, you may be, but maybe not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that's this week's show. What is it? Oh, it's gonna be a long one. What do you mean? What is it? How do we finish the show? Oh. Okay, I'm Rust. I'm in Dope. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.